the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. This is a story of a gold mining company using crypto tokens backed by gold to fund its mining expansion. The company is Zambezi Gold, and its first mine is commencing operations less than an hour from Johannesburg. For those who want a digital form of gold without the hassle of securing and insuring the physical metal, there are products like Pax Gold. What's different about Zambezi Gold is that 25% of its gold production is secured in a vault. And as that production increases over the months and years, token holders get an ever-increasing share of that gold. That means not only is the token backed by physical gold, which is verified and audited, each token should appreciate as production and the gold price increase. And that token can be redeemed at any point for physical gold, at which point the redeemed tokens will be burnt. In other words, removed from circulation. The number of tokens issued will remain fixed at 177 million, and they currently trade at about 54 US cents. Another interesting feature of Zambezi Gold is its team, all of them seasoned gold miners, administrators, and professionals. The CEO is Kurs von Straten, who is a mining turnaround specialist with decades of experience in the industry. And Head of Legal, Commercial and Compliance is Vessel Sevenster, and they both join us on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Welcome to both of you. Kurs, if I could start with you, how did you get started in crypto and what made you decide to use crypto and blockchain technology to launch a gold mining operation? I bought my first Bitcoin a few years ago at 8,000 Rand. We all know where it went to. That is where I first you know, saw the possibilities looking at the market cap of, of Bitcoin and Ethereum. And the trading volumes, I just realized that, listen, there's money flowing and why not tap into that? What I just then thought is, let us get something tangible into a crypto token or, or coin. Hence, the initiative to introduce gold, what better than gold, and have a, a token that's, that's gold-backed. Okay, give us a bit about your background in mining because you are a turnaround specialist. You've been in the gold mining industry for, for many decades. So give us that background. I started off as a learner official in 1974 at Anglo Hall, went through the ranks of the mining industry, then started my own contracts. I'm currently busy with contracting work uh, at Evander Aitshaft, where I'm taking out the shaft pillar and at Barberton, various other places. I'm really very excited that to get away from the mining houses to get involved in a, in a thing like, uh, like some busy gold where you can do your own thing and get away from the cumbersome processes and systems of, of the mining house, but really being involved in the mining uh, up to today. Staying with you, Kurs, you are planning on building out a portfolio of gold mines. You, you've got your first mine, which you acquired about a year and a half ago, and it's about to enter production around about now. So just tell us about this gold mine, which I think is called Middle Flay. And it's about an hour from Johannesburg. And have you got any other acquisitions in the pipeline that you're looking at? Middlefly is a shallow reef mine very close to Randfontein. And it is just out of reach for the big mines. We're sitting there with about 60,000 ounces proven. And the area that we're targeting is that we want to play in the space between the informal mining type guys and the reef that's not accessible for the big mines. So Middlefly fits 100% into that. It's got actually a very large ore body. We did a lot of exploration in the meantime, 
and we're targeting the black reef that's about 80 to 120 meters below surface that we want to seek a decline. But we also acquired a plant from a mine next door that we're busy moving and getting ready. The moment that you've got a plant on site that you don't need to transport, you will be in a position where you can you can really start blending the lower grades with the, with the higher grades and do it profitable. So yes, uh, middle flay really in production in terms of before our commitment on the on the white paper that we're busy doing cleaning of the mills as well as the, the area that we removed it from. So we will be in gold by the end of this year. And then currently also busy at Easterland close to Polokwane, where I did the first smelt there. Under the Apex company, it's also a company of mine that's going to be taken over by Zambezi. But the model is that we, with Apex, uh, go and we do the due diligence, get the plants going, get the, the exploration, understand the ore body. So we're there busy. We had Sarah Reineke with Floxy4, we're busy in Zimbabwe. I'm currently busy with Tugwe Gold, and that is south of, of Masbigo, the Ngundu area. And then also with Yobo Mining in Kadoma in Zimbabwe. So it sounds like you've got three or four gold mining prospects that are about to be acquired and get into production. How long before all of these mines are in production? And once they are, you've talked about Middle Flay has got 60,000 ounces that's ready to come out. But if you add these other mines into it, it sounds like you're going to have a fairly substantial operation. Absolutely going to have a, a substantial operation. The difference being that we're not targeting a, a large ore body. We're not scared to take on small little, you know, propositions where you, you can be flexible and you can move. That is one of our aim. We want to get into, into the mines very with a flat structure, not a lot of red tape. So what do we do is we, we target these mines that you've got an ore body that's been abandoned and a plant that needs to be, you know, needs to be uh, refurbished. That puts us in a position that when you get there, a little bit of exploration with the right mining expertise, you get into the plant, you get the plant operational, and within months, you're in production. As compared to a big ore body where you need to go and sink a shaft, it takes you six or, you know, years, and, and a lot of money to get into that. Vessel, let's turn to you for a minute. Zambezi Gold's a new operation. I mentioned it's only been around for a year and a half. Now, you kicked off with your initial coin offering or ICO in, I think it was February of this year, and the tokens were selling for about 20 US cents. It then shot up to $2 at one point and now seems to have settled back at about 54 US cents. Explain to those who are listening how this gold back token works and how much did you raise from this ICO? It's an interesting structure that we put together. We were in the fortunate position that um, Kurs put in a lot of capital initially. So we did a more a CDE, which is a coin distribution event, than an ICO because we already had the assets acquired. We then raised money in the ICO stage. As you now rightly said, we sold pre, pre-launch, we sold at 20 US cents. Then on 12th of May, we launched on BitMart at 30 US cents. And then, as oddly as it might seem, uh, we did too well. And then many people who bought at those low prices, when it reached more than $2, they started selling off again. But we have indeed now consolidated around the 60 US cents, which is still a significant 100% growth within five months. 
And uh, that while the, the markets were bleeding, we were in a, a terrible bear market the last six months on all asset classes, not only crypto. So we, we actually, we still did well. Yeah. And uh, that's basically in, in a nutshell. Okay. And people can buy that. It's, it's called Zambezi. Uh, I think the code is ZGD, right? That is correct. Zambezi Gold. And, and it can be bought on the Bitmart Exchange. And I think it can also be bought on your website, right? Yeah, we recognize that people were struggling with going to Bitmart and opening account and, and KYC and verification. So we now, within the next two, two or three days, we're activating our instant invest functionality on our website where you can just go do an easy KYC there. And then if you purchase there, it will be automatically linked by API to the Bitmart exchange and you will, in fact, be buying on on Bitmart uh, without going through all those difficult processes. Right, yeah, because I think a lot of people, they, they battle to, first of all, you know, I think to operate on Bitmart, you've got to own some Bitcoin or Ethereum, and then you've got to convert it, and it can be a mission. Yes. Vessel, just staying with you, have you encountered some skepticism uh, about Zambezi Gold? I mean, South Africa is known as a nursery for scams. They've been quite, a, you know, like Mirror Trading International, quite a few scams come out of South Africa. But you're head of compliance and legal, so you have to take, no doubt, some extra steps to distance yourself from these kind of bad actors, correct? Indeed, yeah. Unfortunately, there has been a, a lot of, of uh, scams around, and that's why we are trying to tidy up the crypto market. Uh, so we are working with regulators to help them formulate the framework which are workable within our legal system. Uh, we directly engage with the FCSA. We're helping them to develop that, that framework in line with the, the recommendations that was published by SARP and SARS uh, April last year. But we are actually welcoming the, the regulatory framework because of all these suspect projects. We would like to be the first project to be endorsed by all the regulators in Africa specifically. Okay. And of course, turning back to you, I read your white paper and you make an interesting comment that mining houses fail because of high overhead costs, too much debt, lack of control over commodity prices, and also because of non-compliance. And there's also the factor of balance sheet finances. How do you structure? How much debt? How much equity do you have on your balance sheet? Explain how you went about solving these issues that you identify as being the chief causes of mining failure. It is absolutely our motto that we want to be lean and mean. We're going to tackle these operations really with highly skilled people, but we're not going to burden them with a, with a head office in, in, in Sandton or something like that. We're going to stay, we're going to have a very flat structure. The difference between the Zambezi goals of this world where we've got a flat structure is that we can really concentrate, be 100% compliant, and the fact that I've put in a lot of my own money is that we're in a position that we don't owe people money. We're a cash business, and we can expand as we as we bring in money with the tokens. Uh, in the meantime, we, you know, we will make sure that uh, that we comply 100, percent and that uh, you know that we we really we don't want to be seen as a as a uh, as, as you said how to vessel a, a scam. So we've got a physical address where people can come and visit us and see how we're doing things. Right. You're going to have these mines. You talked about Zimbabwe. Uh, are you going to have a processing plant on the mine in Zimbabwe or are you going to, you're going to centralize that some way? In other words, bring, bring the ore to a central point and process it there, crush it, and then uh, put it through the processing plant. How's that going to work? We are going to put up a medium-sized plant at Ngundu, but overall we're looking at small mobile plants 
up to 10,000 tons a month that we can put in and work it, you know, decentralized basis. Okay. So basically, I think what, what people need to understand here is, and, and what is innovative, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this a world first where basically you're setting aside 25% of your production so that anybody who owns a, a token is getting that 25% of the production and any growth in that production uh, over, the, over the years, correct? Can I maybe just elaborate a little bit on that point? Yeah. Okay. So how the redemption functionality works is uh, because of the ever-growing uh, amount of gold that's being streamed to the vault, you can obviously not come and claim a little piece of the gold. So we, that's why there's fractional ownership in terms of the tokens. So your token basically represents the fraction, your, your proportionate ownership of the, the gold in the vault. So should you elect to redeem it, you send back the tokens to our website. And then we pay you out the proportionate value of the gold that you that it represents on the day's value, uh, gold the price and the exchange rate, the USD exchange rate. And then we burn or we destroy those tokens. So over time, the supply of tokens will become less and the proportionate shareholding or, or proportionate ownership of the gold that the token Older has will increase. They might bring up the support levels and ever and have your fundamental value backing, which will increase over time. Vessel, it's staying with you. Would it be correct to say this is the first of its kind, a gold-backed token used to finance a gold mining operation? Absolutely. We have not been able to. We've researched it profusely and we couldn't find anybody else in the world that's doing this. And I think it will not be the, the last. I think as soon as we can prove that we are actually vaulting the gold and we can independently get it audited. People will start believing that it's possible. And I think there should be other projects that will follow suit. But obviously, being the first, we would like to be the leaders in the market. And you raised an important point there. So this gold that's in the vault, you are going to have that audited frequently, correct? Every quarter, it will be independently audited by a, by a highly rated bookkeeping from Durban. And yeah, they will disclose that on the website uh, on a quarterly basis. Is it a bookkeeping firm or an accounting firm? Accounting firm. Uh, it's a accounting firm. Okay. Okay. And so they're going to be doing the audit of this every quarter? Correct. Okay. I mean, it sounds like a, a fascinating idea. I think it's very novel. It's innovative. It's using, it's using crypto and blockchain in, in some fascinating ways. And, of course, there's the potential for upside because that token that you own, uh, you've got the deflationary aspect of 177 million tokens in issue. And as people redeem those tokens for gold, those, those tokens are burnt. So there's a reduction in supply and there will never be an increase. So as you're adding more gold to the vaults, one would expect the price of that token to increase. A fascinating idea. So really look forward to, to hearing about your progress and uh, as these mines are required, uh, you know, how they fit into the, the whole operation. And I presume this is going to be a Southern Africa type of operation. Is, is that right, Chris? That's 100% right. We're really planning to, to change mining in terms of, uh, uh, you know, getting profitability where it belongs and looking forward to people investing in, uh, in this exciting uh, ventures that we're taking on. Vessel, did you want to say something? Uh, yeah, there's just another thing that I want to add. The, initially, you asked how much we raised. We raised about 40 million rand during our ICO. And the rest was then vaulted. All our tokens, all the founders' tokens and the excess tokens are vaulted, meaning it's not in circulation. 
So they will not, never be an oversupply or dumping. In fact, all the founders token has been locked for 24 months since listing. And we are busy with a very aggressive uh, staking program where people that stake their tokens on our platform also earn uh, extra tokens depending on the term that you stake it and, uh, um, of course, the, the, the amount that you stake. So thereby, we, we're trying to limit the supply and thereby increasing demand on the exchange and forcing the price up by doing this. Okay, interesting project. I want to thank you both, Kurs van Straten and Vessel Sevenster, for coming onto the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Maybe in a non-traditional news space. Chris Becker, Managing Executive, Cyber Banking at Time Bank. I want to thank you so much for coming into the studio. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.